Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Praise God. If you have your Bible, uh, find First uh, Thessalonians chapter three. First Thessalonians chapter three. Now I don't have a sermon written. I don't have a prepared. Uh, outline or teaching or anything like that Uh, and so uh, we just want to listen to the Lord so you keep your expectation up keep your spiritual ear in tune and you'll find that God will speak to you and and he'll continue to minister he's given us several things already in this service Uh, in first Thessalonians chapter 3 seemed like a good place to go Oh, there it is. That's the one I was looking for. Um, Let's see. Verse 9. For what thanks can we render to God for you for all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before God? Night and day, praying exceedingly that we may See your face and perfect that which is lacking in your faith. I know my, my translation puts a question mark there. Some translations don't, doesn't seem to go up to me, you know. Huh? But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, I want you to notice that Paul's saying, we're praying for you guys night and day. So you can see, Paul said that to multiple churches. He was away from them, and they couldn't exactly call up, you know, send a text. How you, guys, how you guys doing? Maybe that was part of the deal, but he was constantly praying for them. And uh, he said, I want, we wanted to see your face. Um, and this is one of the reasons. He said, we want to perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Perfect that which was lacking. Can, can someone be a believer saved, born again, on their way to heaven, yet be lacking something in their faith. Apparently that was the case there. And Paul recognized, he said, I want to get to you because I want to perfect something. I want to complete something. I want to, I want to put something in you that you need. You're missing some stuff. There's some areas in your life that need to be completed. They need to be perfected, right? That doesn't mean their salvation wasn't complete, doesn't mean that part of them was not uh, full and whole, Uh, but there were some aspects in their lives that weren't. Could that ever be the case with us? Yeah, could be. Could be some things that, that we lack. Now, I wouldn't automatically then assume, well, that's always the case with everybody. I know we're always growing, and you know none of us have the full knowledge of God, but I, I think, okay, well, if he wanted to get there to complete something that was lacking in their faith, when he did get there, he would be able to complete that, and then it would no longer be lacking, and that statement would no longer apply directly to them, right? I know some of us always have, we live with a mindset, oh, we're always falling short, we're always coming up empty, we're, no, 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 no. There are needs, and those needs can be met. There are insufficiencies, and they can be supplied by God's sufficiency. And once they are, they're good. Okay? 
but, but, but this makes me wonder. It makes me always, you know, I think, okay, is there anything lacking in me that needs to be, you know, a hole? You got a hole in the boat. <laughs> Need to fill it. Hmm. And, and sometimes I wonder, did the, the believers at Thessalonica, did they know that? I mean, maybe they did. Maybe they thought, you know what? We need help. <laughs> we got issues. We got problems. Some things aren't working. It's very possible. You and I could recognize that at times in our lives where, where we will seek out. It could be, right on the other hand, situations where they thought, what's he talking about? I think we're fine. But he knew either through reports or by the Spirit of God, I've got to get to them because I, I need to impart some stuff. I need to get, get some things into their lives so they, can, uh, so they can be complete and lack nothing. Amen. And so it could be in our lives tonight, even that some of us, we recognize, yep, I need help in this area, in this area, in this area. There's some things I'm certainly missing. Or we may think, I, I don't know, I'm pretty good. But at the same time, there may be things that God identifies. And he says, you know what? You need this or you need this more. I've had many times in my life where I've been reminded. Sometimes I've learned, obviously anything you know, you learned it, you know, you got it the first time at some point. <laughs> but then many times I've been reminded of things that I used to know or that I had let slip. I had let fall to the side. And I was reminded through other individuals, through ministers and so forth, stir that up, get that back in place. And sometimes it's the Lord helping us, getting us ready for things that are coming down the road. And if we'll act on it, then we're not going to get blindsided when it comes. Uh, uh, But again, you you know, you think about, uh, you might ask your, you know, if you have small children, what they need. Well, you know, what they think they need and what they need might be two different things. <laughs> In this sense, uh, you know, we think about it with what they're going to eat for, for meals. <laughs> you know, Max said pizza. <laughs> That's an adult meal. <laughs> How dare you speak that way against pizza? <laughs> Uh, we were at an event the other day and with a bunch of family, and it was a little it was a little catered thing. And I was looking at some of the food, and I thought, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, you know, some chicken or some grilled chicken. I, I thought I feel like I ordered a kid's meal here, <laughs> but of course, large quantities. <laughs> um, but anyway, how, how many how many understand children? are often told when they're young, you need to eat this, this, and this. You need to have a full, a rate, a full balanced meal. Uh, not like what my, one of my kids ordered recently. We were out grabbing lunch, and they ordered a milkshake and, and fries. I looked at this person. <laughs> I said, does your mom know you're getting that? <laughs> Is that a meal? <laughs> But how many know kids, if you, if you let them, oftentimes they would do that kind of a lot. They would do that all the time. Say, no, you need real food uh, to go with that or, you know, or replace that. Um, you need to have some. Uh, sometimes spiritually, it's, it's the same thing. How many know if we always, from a spiritual diet standpoint, which, how many know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, if we were always just choosing our own, ordering off the menu, we would often miss out on some things that we need. 
Because we think, I love that verse, I love this subject, I like to hear about this, and I don't really want to hear about this, and I don't want to hear about this. That's one of the benefits of being in a local church where it's not, you know, made to order. So, what do you want me to preach on tonight? And I don't mean there, there never could be a time of Q&A and, and dealing with things like that. I think there could be a time when that's, a, that's right and appropriate. But it's also appropriate for someone else to decide what you're going to eat. Uh-huh. And, uh, and in our case, you know, we seek the Spirit of God. And, and, of course, the Lord gives pastoral gifts and so forth to know that and say, you know, the church needs to hear about this. People in the church need this subject. Well, they, Lord, they might not want to hear that. Yeah, but they need that. If they're going to be perfected, if they're going to grow, if they're going to be complete and well-rounded and be able to be, uh, you know, used of God completely, then they're going to need to eat a little bit of this, too, to go, to go along with some other things. Amen. And, and thank God the Lord is nice. He'll let you have dessert. Huh? But He's also going to make you eat some other things. I mean, he's going to, when I say he's going to make us, he's going to put, us, put it out there. You might be like some, my brothers and I, some of us, when we were little kids, we'd hide stuff under the edge of the plate, you know, spread it around, because we knew our parents would never see that. <laughs> you just put it right under the plate in the napkin. They, they never knew. How many think they never knew? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> uh, amen. You know, one of the things that goes on in, a, in the church world today is uh, there is a temptation for people to feel like I can have, you know, my relationship with God. I can be a good, good Christian just as good as anybody else, and, and I don't need to be a part of a local church. Well, you know, I, I don't see that as scripture. I don't think that's correct. And one of the reasons is because no one can bring stuff to you, per se, that will perfect that which is lacking. There really is a need in all of our lives for apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers called the fivefold ministry. It seems God has always designed that He would use, at least in some areas of our lives, He would use one person to get something to another person. And all of us have our own prayer life and our own relationship with God. And, and I would never put any limits or restraints on anyone saying God wouldn't talk to you or God wouldn't do this for you. And it has to come through me or some other person. I would never t- limit someone in their thinking and their relationship with God like that. But at the same time, I would never encourage someone to separate from the local church, from the body of Christ and say, oh, I can just worship the Lord on the lake with me and the Lord and the sky just as much as I can, you know, in a family of believers or with ministry gifts, speaking the word of the Lord into individuals. I would never tell them because I don't believe that's the case. I believe, sure, they can, I'm not saying they're not saved or anything like that, don't have a relationship with God, but I think what they will have is some things that are lacking. Their faith will lack some areas, okay? No one's going to put it on their plate, some things that they don't necessarily want to hear and say, eat. And, uh, you know, and that's what we do in here. <laughs> that's one of the things we do in here. We talk about things, and whether you want to hear it or not, I mean, if you're rebellious enough, you get up and leave. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it's like, okay, they're going to make me think about this. They're going to make me pray about this. They're going to make me deal with this subject, deal with this area, deal with this uncomfort, or, or even this 
wrongdoing, this sin, uh, it's going to be presented, so I'm going to have to be accountable before God. All right, and, and so I'm, I'm, I see here that the Lord, that Paul wanted to see them because he knew you're lacking, but I can fix that. I can bring some things to you that'll correct it, that'll plug those holes, that'll help you to be established. Amen. 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 Go over to Romans chapter one. Romanos chapter one. And so I just, you know, continuing along those, those lines of, of, of individuals receiving, in their case, from Paul, from the ministry gift. Not Paul just as a, as a human being because he was a great guy to be around, but it was because of the grace of God on his life, because of his calling, that anointing that he ministered with, that would cause people to grow. It would cause people who were, who were lacking to be perfected if they would receive of that gift. Does everybody recognize that? I mean, we could go down that path a little further if we wanted, but we should all have spiritual eyes to see beyond the externals of any individual. All right? Uh, we are together even now, not because we are all similar in uh, occupation or or hobbies or natural interests or where we were born. We obviously, most of us, you know, live in the same area. That's, that's one commonality. But the, the thing that brings us together is a spiritual connection. We recognize spiritual giftings, all right? And, and that's important that we do so. When you'll recognize someone after the Spirit, you'll be able to receive of the gift of God that's in an individual. You, you might recall over in Mark chapter 6 where Jesus went to his hometown, Nazareth, where he grew up. And, and, and the Bible said that, that there in his hometown, Jesus could do no mighty work. He didn't, it didn't say he wouldn't do it. He tried to, but he couldn't get people healed there in his own town, except for people with a few minor ailments, few sickly people. He got them healed, and he st- stood back and went, this is amazing. You guys are so stinking full of unbelief. It, it, it was amazing to him. Their unbelief literally shut him down. And how, but how, where did that originate? Is they saw him and they saw, that's the carpenter's son. That's Jesus. We know him. Who is he? What, what's, the, what's the big deal about him? He's nothing. And when they saw him just after a, from, with natural eyes, the kid who grew up there and now he's something special... You know, they shut down the gift that was intended to perfect them, that was intended to make their bodies whole, that was intended by God to bring them up to a higher place. And and so we will be wise to to always look at things after the Spirit and not the flesh, because then that's when the gifts of God operate. Amen. So someone said, well, what's the deal? Why did Paul have to go to the, to the Thessalonians. Why did he need to perfect that which was like? Wasn't, why, didn't just, why didn't Billy Bob do it? He lived there. You know Billy Bob. <laughs> if your name's Billy Bob, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> Thinking of a generic name <laughs> from the South. Because <laughs> they always have two names. Right. Uh, <laughs> Why couldn't someone who was there do it? I mean, Billy Bob could have stood up and said, I'm spirit-filled too. Why do we need to wait for Paul to get here? 
I have the Spirit. I pray. That's not the same thing. Why did they need Paul? It was the gift of God in Paul that they needed. It was that gifting that was necessary. It's not just, well, anyone can do that. Not everyone can do everything. I can't do everything. I don't have all the giftings, all the callings. I have what I have. You have what you have. And we should respect that. There should be a, 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 you know, a, a reverence for something that's of God, even when it's in a person. When we do that, those gifts work toward us and they elevate us and, and, and help us. Amen. Amen. But what if, what if someone is lacking in an area? What if it's recognizable? I know sometimes people, sometimes individuals struggle to receive. Maybe they struggle with, uh, with receiving healing, for example. And uh, they, you know, we talk about it a good bit around here. And they struggle to receive healing in their body. Well, my, my question would be, uh, I mean, I would ask questions. Well, what are you doing? What are you, what are you meditating on? I would ask questions about what you believe. What do you specifically believe? All right. And what are you doing? I mean, there's individuals that say, I need help for this. And the only thing they think is, I want to get people, some, I need to get more people to pray for me. I just need, I, everybody pray for me. That's the only thing that's in their mind. I tell you what that individual needs is they have holes in their boat. They're lacking something, and they don't need to think, I need more people to pray. They need to think this way. I need to get God's word on this so big in me until it manifests in my body. See, there's, there, there, there are reasons why things happen. There are reason why, reasons why things don't happen. And one of the big ones in some individual's life, they just don't take the time to receive the good word of God and be taught on a subject until they get it. Say, does it take a long time to get it? Not necessarily, but you tell me. Did you get it? I mean, I've seen people get it, bam, first time, ever heard this, and whoo, it's just, it's flowing. Then I've seen individuals there, they didn't get it. What do you do if you don't get it? Keep going. Keep plugging it in. Keep filling yourself up. Someone said, well, I've been in church for, you know, many, many years. I don't see what the big deal is. Why would I need to hear more on this? Well, one, you've probably eaten a few meals in the times past, too. You might want to eat again someday. Uh, secondly, just because someone's been in church, I don't know what that means. Because you know what? Churches are all over the map these days. In the sense of what they're telling people, some of it's good and some of it's hmm, a hindrance to your faith. You know, I mean, it's just like worship songs. How I many know some songs are full of faith and some songs are full of unbelief? They do. They sound good. <laughs> but the more you sing them, the further away you get from victory. So when someone said, I, you know, I've been a Christian a long time. I've been in church a long time. Great. So have I. I'm for that. But I don't know what you've been listening to. I don't know what you've been taught. Some people have been taught the opposite of victory for a long time. And so when we inquire further and say, okay, but what do you believe about this? Answers are all over the map. You know, it's one of the, it's one of the benefits and scary things about social media these days for a preacher. 
Because sometimes when you teach people and you minister the Word of God, you think, man, nailed that one. <sighs> Explain that really clear, really well. I think everybody got it. I think, I think we're, we're, we're laughing in this area. And then you go read their posts. I think, that is not what we teach. <laughs> you know, and embracing certain statements or certain activities, you think, ah, don't do that. That's the opposite of what, we're, what, what the Word of God says. And so, you know, it just brings us down to earth that, you know, be a little clearer, be a little more simple and, uh, and plain and say it's direct and say it straight. Amen. Well, I was trying to get to another verse. Romans chapter 1, it's similar, it's similar, uh, verse 11, Romans 1, 11, for I long to see you, Paul wrote this book too, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established, so that you may be established, so I want to get to you, well Paul, just, just pray it on over here. Paul, there's no distance in the Spirit. Just pray it on us. Well, apparently that wasn't the way this kind of thing works, is it? Some things come through the laying on of hands, for example. Some things are transmitted through proximity. You're in the presence and gifts are imparted. Paul said, I need to get to you guys. I need to see you. And in that relationship, in that us being together, I want to impart something to you. There is something in me, and God wants it to be, and I want it to be in you. We have to be together. So again, that removes that, this idea of we don't have to be together. Now, I'm thankful even today for technology in this regard, that our messages can go around the world. You know, other people's messages and teachings and different things can go around the world very easily. And we're going to keep using that, thankful that we can use it. I don't think it's the same, though. It's not the same. It's not to be a replacement. It's not ideal that we would, because, you know, I could sit in my chair at home, get on the computer, you know, just wear a nice shirt and nothing else. <laughs> Do church, you know. <laughs> You know, like sometimes the news people do, and they just wear a suit and tie up here, and they're wearing shorts. You know, but you can't see that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We could do, but, but I don't think God wants us to do that. Not that that couldn't be used for something. It's just He also wants us to rub shoulders. He wants us to pray for one another. He wants us to lay hands on each other. He wants us to, to create an atmosphere of glory and power and might when we come together. And it's of great value. And what? So gifts could be imparted. Gifts. Paul said, I want to get to you so I can impart to you some spiritual gift. You know, you can read other language about the laying on of hands of the presbytery and so forth. Why? There's impartation through the laying on of hands. Amen. And, you know, what was the end? The end, he said, so that you may be established. Established. What, what does that mean? It, it means like, like so you can be fixed. I, I think of... Uh, like concrete and cement. I mean, you, know, you could go buy, down and buy a bag of, of cement, right? Am I, call, am I getting those words on the right side of this? And it's, it's powdery and, 
and rocks and that kind of stuff are in there. And then you've got that bag and you could whatever, dig a hole and do whatever you want needed to do with that and put it in it. But you, you mix it with water, right? And you mix it with water. After you mix it with water, it, it sets and it dries and it becomes very, very hard, right? That, that's the, the idea of what he wanted to do. He said, I need to impart a spiritual gift so you'll stop being movable. You'll stop being pushed around and undecided and uncertain. And you're, you know, you're wavering through life and you're not set. I've seen too many individuals over the years that I thought had a great potential in God. But you could, they wouldn't stay put for very long. Everything they did is do it for a bit, and then they're disrupted. They're up and out. I thought, man, if you would just stay, if you would just stay put and be consistent and stay there, God would pour into you. You'd get settled. You'd be like a rock, and then great things can happen. Amen? I would encourage you, be around enough and long enough until you're unmovable. Huh? Un, when I say unmovable, unmovable by circumstances, by temptation, by the devil. You're never going to back down, never going to back away, never going to quit on God. Amen. No matter how hard it gets, you're, you're stayed on Him. You're fixed on Him. You, you, you're, you're bolted down. Amen. And so apparently, spiritual gifts can help that. Yeah. Spiritual gifts being imparted to you can help you get <clears throat> settled, established. In something. Amen. Now, again, I think about uh, individuals who, who struggle at times in different areas. Unable to get, uh, to get victory. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I talk about healing a lot because that's, you know, we all have a body. Anybody not have a body? It's, <laughs> it seems that. It's kind of a big deal. And I'm thankful for, for health and healing and, and victory in that area. And, and I hate to see it when people, you know, struggle and aren't able to get what God has for them. And, uh, and I'm thankful for uh, the many, many people we've seen, we see healed instantly. And that's ideal, by the way. That's God's best. All right? But if it doesn't happen that way... Then what do you do? And that's where a lot of times I think individuals, they, they, you know, it's either all or none. And if they don't see it all instantly, they click over into unbelief. And they click over into, well, it didn't work or it didn't get it, didn't happen. They don't know what to do from there. And, uh, and I tell you, there, there, is, there is such a thing as, as making adjustments. There, I mean, absolutely standing on God's word. And not letting doubt fill your heart or fill your mouth even if you don't see it. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. So we continue on the word no matter what we see and feel. But then sometimes little adjustments need to be made. Little tweaks. Uh, you know, if individuals ask me, like I, I mentioned earlier. If, if they say, well, what's going on? How come I'm not healed? How come this isn't, hasn't worked in my body? You know, I would start to probe and ask questions. Because I don't just have... I don't just have all the answers. I don't, if you just ask me, I'd say, mm, I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know what's going on. But I would ask questions and say, well, you talk. And I'll try to locate. But, I, you know, when I would ask a person what, what they believe, 
specifically. I would ask them, you know, what are you, what are you feeding on? What's com- I would try to see what's coming out of your mouth. What are you saying about your situation? And I'm actually just looking for holes in the boat. What's going on here that's keeping God's best from manifesting in your life? I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't throw any rocks, rocks at anybody because, anybody, you know, I want mercy myself. I want grace in my own life. I'm not going to, uh, but I want to help people. I want to help individuals. You know, I would ask questions like, you, um, you, you ticked off at anybody? I really would. I mean, I, 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 would, I would ask that at some point. Are you harboring unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart toward people? And if they were honest and they said yes, I would say, oh, good, now we know the answer. Totally would say that. So good, let's, let's get that done. You've got to take care of that. You'll get that fixed. Uh, your healing will be speedily. It will come speedily, quickly. Yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, you know, sometimes there's, there's real natural stuff. Look, look with me over at, uh, got a few more minutes? Uh, it's Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, and you remember this guy over here? Let, read, read over here with me in verse 25. Philippians 2.25, Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus. Aren't you glad your name is not Epaphroditus? My brother, fellow worker and, and fellow soldier, but your messenger... And the one who ministered to my need, since he was, he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. Now think, think about Epaphroditus for a moment. He wasn't distressed because he was sick. He was distressed because they heard he was sick. I mean, talk about a guy with a heart full of love and concern for people. He wasn't like, man, I, I feel bad. You should be praying for me. You should be thinking about No, he said, I don't want to mess you up. I don't want to burden you with thinking about me. Wow, it's a good guy. Verse 27, for indeed he was sick, almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice and may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem. Why? Verse 30 gives us the answer. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death. What do you mean? He died, be, or he, was almost di- he almost died because he was working for, for the Lord? Yes, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. You know the reason Epaphroditus got sick and the reason why he almost died and the reason why the Lord had to have mercy on him and, and raise him back up? Because, not because he was a bad person. Not because he was just a lazy bum that wouldn't do anything for God. <laughs> what was his deal? He was so, so committed to doing the work of God and so committed to helping people that he ran himself down. He almost killed himself because he was working so hard and doing so much and he didn't take care of his own life. You know, sometimes when it comes to people having physical problems, it's really not that spiritual, but it's very natural. In this regard, even though someone can be very spiritual, they can have a great relationship with God, have love for God. If they don't remember that they're in a physical, temporal, (laughs) limited 
body, they can hurt themselves. Everybody with me? You're all kind of looking at me kind of strange, like that's not a reality. Well, if you have faith, you can do anything. Well, faith does is the victory that overcomes the world, no doubt about that whatsoever. However, we have to sleep. You know? And, and there's, a, there's the natural side of our, of our lives, and it's possible for someone to believe God, and the answer to them believing God is, dude, you need to take a break. You're doing too much. And you can see how this is just a natural thing that resulted in a physical problem, and Paul's, Paul's description of him was, listen, you guys, you need to esteem him. You need to honor him. He's working for the Lord, and that's the reason he was suffering, suffering so much. It's because he didn't, you know, deal properly with his, with his schedule, with his physical body. He didn't take care of it. Amen. Now, does that mean if someone's been doing it, someone does that, that the Lord won't have mercy on them? No, he got it and still got healed. Thank God he did. But how many know if he would have continued down that path and kept abusing himself, he would be violating, you know, basic principles? Amen. You know, here's another, here's another one, uh, another thought. It's, uh, where is it? 1 Timothy chapter 5, I think. Um, yeah, 1 Timothy chapter 5. Paul's given various words of advice and instruction to Timothy. And he said in verse 23, 1 Timothy 5, 23. Is this too practical for everybody? <laughs> no longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. Now, that verse has been used for all kinds of ways depending on what people wanted to do. <laughs> and uh, I find it interesting that Paul had to tell Timothy to drink a little bit of wine. You didn't get that, but <laughs> nowadays you don't have to tell people, it's like, well, I already am. <laughs> In fact, not a little. <laughs> and they use that to justify, but Timothy wasn't drinking wine. But what was happening is the water was giving him problems. That's still the case in many parts of the world. Maybe even in CUNA. I don't know. Uh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> For you. <laughs> they got good water out there? Oh, there you go. Okay, they got good water. <laughs> but I've been, in some, I've been in certain countries, and when you get there, they tell you, don't drink the water. They'll only drink it from here or drink bottled water. Don't drink the water. Why? Because it's not, it's not safe. It's not clean. It's got all kinds of junk in there. And, and Paul was telling Timothy, uh, don't only drink the water. Obviously, it was causing him stomach issues. He said, ah, drink a little wine instead. That, that, that'll help you. He wasn't telling him to drink a lot of wine. <laughs> He's telling him to drink a little bit. He said, because the water's bad. It'll cause you I just find that interesting that it wasn't a faith issue with Timothy. It didn't seem that, it, Timothy, you need to be built up on the word. Well, he did, just like all of us, but there's no indication that he wasn't. There's no word there that said, Timothy, you just need to speak the word and stop confessing all these stomach problems. Paul's direction to him was, you're doing this and this is the problem. This is the reason it's frequently given you issues, so just change that. 
And sometimes, I tell you, the answer for us is not... It's not natural or spiritual. We are spiritual beings who live by faith and walk by faith. We always stand on the Word. But I'm telling you, sometimes you might say, be standing boldly before the Lord and say, Thank you, Lord. Jesus took stripes upon His back for my healing. I believe I'm, I'm well. I believe I receive. And the Lord says, Stop doing that. The Lord might say, You need to stop eating that. Stop drinking that. Stop Uh, doing this or whatever i mean i couldn't say that the lord wouldn't tell you to do something like that epaphroditus needed to rest okay timothy needed to stop drinking all that funky water wherever you know that they had in that area Uh, and so uh, similarly might be the case i mean again i'm not looking for that kind of stuff i'm standing on the word i believe the word of god is more powerful than anything but if the lord would direct me i get wisdom to do something different than what i'm doing I think we should follow that. Amen. Now, sometimes, now I'm just answering questions in my, that come in my mind. Uh, maybe there are questions people have. But some, I, I've seen this, and I think this is a hindrance to individuals. People say, well, sometimes the Lord heals through prayer. Sometimes the Lord heals, you know, through laying on of hands and that kind of thing. Sometimes the Lord heals through through doctors. Uh, that would be incorrect. That thinking will send you straight to surgery. <laughs> now, what I didn't just say is that if someone goes to a doctor and has surgery, they're somehow bad. Right. That's, they're somehow bad and, or whatever. People are helped. I don't, and part of me says I don't care how they're helped. And God wants people well. No matter what. But that's not a verse. It's not stand on the word and if that doesn't work then go do this. You you can never approach God's word as a maybe. As this might work. Jesus didn't teach prayer. Do this and the Lord might say yes to you. He never used that kind of language. Uh, Stripes on Jesus' back were not insufficient for everybody. But if if I entertain this mindset, well... Uh, you know, we, we prayed and, you know, didn't get anything, so maybe the Lord wants to do it this way. It's, I'm telling you, that's the way it's going in your life because you entertain that thought. Now, if you do that, does everybody get what I'm saying? I'm not throwing any rocks at anybody. None of us should. You, come to the, you go to the hospital and you have a, an issue or a deal or whatever, I'll come pray with you. You know, I, I'll help you in the middle of that. Believe God wherever you are. But if that's the way we think about God's Word, that sometimes it works and sometimes the Lord just wants to do it this way. What verse is that? See, that's a, that's a watering down of the absolute promises of God. Amen. Some of you are like, oh, I don't know about that. See, I've been asked this, uh, you know, over the years. Would the Lord ever tell someone... To seek natural medicine and to, to, to have the surgery. Would he ever deal with someone? Take the medicine. Take, do this. And sometimes the individuals are surprised at me when I answer yes. Yeah, I think he would. Well, why would he? That's the question. Not because he's limited in power. Not because he's limited in love or desire for their healing. He works with us wherever we are. And if I'm in a position where 
I'm not getting it, where I'm not laying hold of it and seeing results, or maybe I'm going to die, I think the Lord wants me to live long on the earth. And if I need help from a natural standpoint, then so be it. No condemnation. Let's go and continue to grow in our faith. Have Paul in now and then to perfect that which is lacking in us. Amen. Get some impartations of spiritual gifts and and let's grow. And and maybe the next time something comes on us, we're able to get it without that. Amen. You know, I knew knew a person one time and uh, this this particular woman had cancer. And whenever I was around her, she said everything right. She spoke the word. I didn't, there weren't anything where I would say, you know what, you shouldn't say that. Because she just said everything right. You know, letter perfect, confession, <laughs> all this stuff. And she wasn't really improving. In fact, she wasn't improving. It wasn't going. It was getting worse. And uh, she's a believer in, in everything. And, and she even went to, she went, went to uh, travel, went out of town to this uh, set of services and meetings where the truth was being preached and healing and victory was being preached all this she went to this meeting and she uh, she met this couple there and this uh, this couple said you know we feel like we should talk they didn't know her other than just meeting her we feel like we should talk could you come over and and you know to their hotel room and so forth so we could we could talk and and they did and they ended up having a conversation and amazingly they they said to her you know we feel like you're supposed to have a have a surgery. Like you're supposed to go do that. And she took that as an offense to her faith. You know, listen, everybody needs to answer that for themselves. I'm not going to put anything on anyone or someone told me absolutely not. I'm I, I believe God. Good. I believe with you. You know, I don't know what the Lord's saying to you unless you tell me and if he tells you to do something, you do that. You know, someone says, well, I don't understand why it's, this isn't working. This prayer isn't answered. Well, you seek the Lord. You're not the only. God didn't single you out as the one person he's not going to talk to. Yeah. I mean, you are his child. He will help you. He will answer you. He'll tell you why it's not working if it's not. There's a reason. He w- we're all growing in this. Amen. I mean, the Lord hears from me regularly. And sometimes it's, Lord, I don't get this. I don't understand this. I need to know this. And you need me to know this. Because if I don't know it, I can't tell anyone. And I, tell, I talk back to that sometimes. <laughs> so it's in your best interest if you reveal this to me. <laughs> if you don't talk to the Lord like that, that's on you. You can you know, do whatever you want. It's my relationship, stay out of it. My toothbrush, you can't use it. <laughs> And I can't use your, you develop your own. Now, where was I? And the lady, uh, they told her, they, you know, they felt like they were, they were helpful. And she didn't receive that. And it was more like, you know, an offense. But it, what it ended up happening is she died. And, uh, and she went to heaven and. You know, how do I know that? Because well, I believe her confession, and she was a believer, and, and, and so forth. So I'm caught, I know she's in heaven. Uh, but what I think in that situation was the Lord was trying to save her. What, what, what was God's best? 
Of course it's God's best if the, two, if the I forget, it's a tumor, some kind of cancer, uh, if, if that thing just left instantly. Of course that's ideal. But the ideal didn't happen there, so now what are you going to do? Right? And so we're all in our own life and relationship with God, and we've got to get answers. I say get in the Word. There's some answers, some questions we should ask. Why isn't this working? In her situation, I think she would have been helped if she'd have got some help, and maybe to have given her time, maybe she'd have got some other answers. I don't know, but it was obvious later. And then I found out from others that you know she would say the right thing when everyone was around, but when when others were not around, she would talk different, and it was a different kind of language. How many know? Sometimes you feel pressure to speak faith and speak the right thing because you think others are going to judge you or something like that. Um, how many know we just need to be honest inside? And, uh, and that way we can be helped. Amen. Be humble. Praise God. Well, I don't know if this was all over the map tonight. felt like a little bit, but uh, hopefully this is, this is helpful. I really believe the Lord wants us to be in a place where He can get things to us. Plug the holes, impart, perfect that which is lacking, be impartations of spiritual gifts. Uh, there's a lot of things that can happen if we keep ourselves in the right place so we can become settled, unmovable, unshakable uh, by whatever's going on around us and uh, coming against us in life. Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in here tonight. Thank you for the wisdom of God. Thank you for your help. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.